Welcome to the UTG at Work podcast. I'm Deacon Mike Houghton. I'm the executive director of an apostolate called UTG at Work. Our mission is to help women and men joyfully live their faith and witness to Christ in the gospel in the workplace. I'm happy to be with you as we explore the Sunday gospel in ways that help people who work. You can find this podcast as well as helpful articles, videos, and other materials on our website, which is utgatwork.org. You can also subscribe to this podcast through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcasting sites. This weekend, we celebrate the 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time, and our gospel is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man had two sons. He came to the first and said, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. He said in reply, I will not, but afterwards changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave the same order. He said in reply, Yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered, The first. Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him, but tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. I remember some very dark days in 2008 and 2009 in my time with General Motors. You may recall that around this time, the housing bubble had burst and the stock market was stumbling badly. And from GM's vantage point, car and truck sales had plummeted. It was a miserable time for those of us who worked there. We all very much wanted to see GM pull through the downturn, but as the days progressed, it became more and more clear that this was probably not in the cards. We were sinking into bankruptcy, and we knew it. And so it was that on June 1st, 2009, GM filed for Chapter 11 reorganization in the Manhattan, New York Federal Bankruptcy Court. There's one thing about that sad period of time which reminds me of today's gospel, And it's this. At the time that we went bankrupt, somewhere around 80% of our key metrics were tracking as green, meaning they were meeting the requirements. So how could this be? How could we be 80% on target and going bankrupt? Well, it's simple. We were measuring the wrong things. And this kind of thing is by no means unique to GM. All businesses struggle with how to best measure their efforts. And all businesses have a tendency to lean toward measuring things that they know they can turn green so that they can feel like they're making progress. This is analogous to what Jesus is saying in today's gospel. Once again, the people who take the brunt of the hit are the Pharisees, but the message is applicable to all of us. In the parable, the Pharisees are the second son. They say, yes, I will, but in the end, their behavior indicates that they actually won't. They professed a great devotion to God, but many times would focus instead on the trimmings and trappings of the faith rather than on building up their relationship with the Father. They worried about dietary laws, circumcision, precise rules around what could and could not be done on the Sabbath and the like. But along the way, they got lost and forgot that all of those things are intended to be nothing more than a means to a deeper relationship with God and not an end in themselves. Jesus makes it very clear to them that they're misguided when he tells them that tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. He tells them that this is true because these others accepted the message of John the Baptist when he called for repentance, but the Pharisees didn't. Despite all the baggage that the tax collectors and the prostitutes were carrying, they ultimately understood that the most important metric was to repent of their sins and to come into a relationship with God. You could argue that the Pharisees were 80% green to their scorecard, but hanging into bankruptcy. 
while those who repented were on the path despite some very shady backgrounds. Now, I confess that as a manufacturing guy, I love metrics. I think that just about anything can be successfully measured if we're willing to put the time into developing the right metrics. This, by the way, isn't particularly popular in the church world. When I made the shift from full-time automotive to full-time church, it was a little bit shocking to me to see just how much people in the church resist metrics. In the past four years plus working for the church, I found that my passion for metrics probably needs to be toned down a bit, and that the church's resistance to metrics probably needs to be challenged a bit. There's a happy medium here, but it's not easy to find. So, let's take this concept and apply it to living your faith in the workplace. Some would say that this can never be measured. It's a matter of the heart and the soul. And while I agree with this to some extent, it'd be very difficult to understand what's working and what's not working if you were to just walk away from any sort of measurement. At the same time, if we were to try to put metrics to living our faith in the workplace, we'd run the risk of being no better than the Pharisees because we could find ourselves measuring superfluous things that don't really drive us toward the real goal. This is the dilemma that we faced here at UTG at Work as we contemplated the best way to help people live their faith in the workplace. We believed that some sort of measurement was necessary, but we didn't want to measure the wrong things. Fortunately, we didn't have to figure this one out on our own. It turns out that our 2016 Synod in Detroit and the great pastoral letter Unleash the Gospel gave us the answer. And unleash the gospel, there are six good habits named, which we need to take on if we're to be a radically mission-oriented church. Those six habits are docility to the spirit, apostolic boldness, a spirit of innovation, a spirit of cooperation, confidence in God, and an attitude of gratitude. So here was our answer. Perhaps it makes more sense to measure behaviors rather than results, because the results will vary significantly from one environment to the next. As we learned in the parable of the sower and the seed, we're called to scatter the seed, but we can't control whether or not the seed will sprout and flourish. We would love to see religious objects in people's offices, Bible studies being done in conference rooms during lunch, and business leaders everywhere clamoring for UTG at work to come to their business to share our experiences. But that's not going to happen. At least not everywhere. And so, trying to measure these types of results would be foolish. But people who live the good habits at work, they're sowing the seeds. And this is something that they can control and get better at in any work environment. We believe that if you're willing to embrace these six good habits at work and to work at getting better at them day by day, you will be living your faith in the workplace. And over time, you will affect change. The change may be small or it may be large, but that's not something you can control. You can only control what you do. And so we developed a self-assessment, which does in fact provide the metrics, which I guess I'm so fond of. We ask people to answer a series of questions about how well they live out these six good habits in their life overall, and specifically how they live them out at work. There are no right or wrong answers, and no one does all six of them well, at least no one we've met yet. But the idea is that if you see a particular habit which you are not exhibiting very well, perhaps you can work on it. And if you see a particular habit that you do well outside of work, but not so well in work, perhaps you can work on that as well. We offer workshops, which we call Discipleship in the Workplace, Equipping the Faithful. These workshops involve having people take the self-assessment, discuss their results with others in a group setting, at least as much as they're comfortable doing, and then making some specific commitments about what they are willing to do to improve in just one area. So far, we've focused on doing these workshops in parishes, but we'll see where the Spirit leads us over time. We've got a few under our belt and several more scheduled. 
If you think that a workshop would be something of interest at your parish, feel free to email me at mhoughton at utgatwork.org. M-H-O-U-G-H-T-O-N at utgatwork.org. Mary Merton and I will work with you to make it happen. On a somewhat personal note, as I wrap up this 14th UTG at Work podcast, I'm amazed at how well the gospel message can be applied to the workplace. We're about three months into this UTG at Work ministry, and I can honestly say that I believe more now than ever that the living Word of God jumps off the page with wisdom for us in any circumstance. There's no book that's ever been written that can claim that. Just pick up a novel you've read some years ago and read a few pages, and you'll see that, for the most part, it brings back the same things to your mind that it did when you read it the first time. But the books of the Bible, and especially the Gospels, are different. Every time you read them, they apply to your circumstances at that point in time in your life. The Bible is a treasure, and the Gospels are the greatest gift within that treasure. It's a pleasure and an honor for me to reflect upon the Word of God each week in this UTG at Work podcast. It's my prayer that you too find comfort and peace in living the Word of God and that you find ways to apply it in your workplace. Thanks for joining me for this week's UTG at Work podcast. I look forward to meeting again next week. In the meantime, I encourage you to boldly live your faith in the workplace in the week ahead. I'll pray for your success, and I ask that you pray for the success of this UTG at Work apostolate. If you want to learn more about us, please visit utgatwork.org. Now go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life.